everybody. Welcome to Split Screen, a geek podcast. As always, I'm Lucky Bones. I'm Grim Bones. And we have another awesome giveaway for everybody at home. Woo! But first, we need to talk to a very special guest. This sounds amazing. Uh, will the rumored Atari box be the best box ever? <laughs> Number one box. And there are more Spider-Man rumors that are hitting the interwebs. We're going to talk about that next. Let's do it. It's another week, and with another week comes more comic book movie news. Spider-Man. Yes! Give me all the Spider-Man everythings, please. Homecoming is going to be amazing. We are getting so close to the release of Spider-Man that any new news, new news, any, new anything news. new that comes out about this movie <laughs> is always something that people will love to hear about. Yes. We are looking forward to the movie. Uh, we get to go to the premiere of the movie. We do. I'm just, gonna... I'm going to rub it in people's faces right now. <laughs> no, 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 premiere. We get to see it early. It's going to be awesome. I'm so excited. But then like everybody's also looking into the future and looking at the Venom movie that is coming out. Well, specifically Well, you. specifically me. I mean, <laughs> if you look at Venom, he's the scary version of Spider-Man. He's you know, a, a big dude, or he becomes a big dude, covered in like a symbiote from space. And he, he takes Spider-Man's kind of- He freaky. Yeah. He yeah. takes Spider-Man's kind of like look and, and turns it black and, you know, the whole- Yeah. Yeah, he's creepy, man. But like- He makes it metal, you know? There's some big news that dropped in the Spider-Man universe for beginning of this week. Yeah, fairly recently. It wasn't too long ago. Mm. Um, they seem to think that the Spider-Man universe is going to actually be a part of the Venom universe. Uh, the, a lot of the time when Sony makes these kinds of films- they like to keep things separate. Yeah, they, they tend to do that, and yeah. I don't know why. Yeah. It makes no sense to me. And so it looks like they've got Kevin Feige, who I believe is either the producer or the director. I can never get the two right. Um, he's going to be a part of this Venom movie, and they're looking at using Marvel aspects in Sony movies. So there's going to be paths crossed between Spider-Man and Venom, hopefully. So we might actually see Spider-Man in a Venom movie. Well, that's what they're saying. Oh, that's amazing. And they also mentioned something of uh, Black Cat yes. as well. So the Black Cat and the Venom movies will exist in the same kind of universe. And then Spider-Man may or may not be in those kinds of things. Is that correct? Yeah, like, well, they're saying that it looks like it's going to happen at the same time period in the same city. Just different maybe locations. Different parts of the city, yeah, potentially. Right. Okay. But um, one thing that the people from Sony have been saying is that don't be too surprised if you see Tom Holland. Like, they actually mentioned Tom Holland. Tom Holland, they, like specifically yeah, him. Whoa. Mentioned that Tom Holland's Spider-Man may very well make an appearance in, in the scenes that involve Venom and... Felicia Hardy, Black Cat. I just want them to hurry up and say, yes, Felicia Hardy is happening. Black Cat is going to be 110% a thing because I feel like that's going to be one of those amazing movies or series. Because I, I feel like there's so much. She's such a good character. I'm not biased at all because my page was called <laughs> Black Cat. Gee whiz, golly gosh, I not, just want to see the movie. not looking for that cheap advertisement then. No, no. Go like Black Cat on Facebook, thank you. <laughs> Jokes, I'm Lucky Bones now. A really cool, interesting thing about the Venom movie is that initially when they planned this movie out, they were looking at making it an R-rated movie. Yes. Which is kind of weird because Spider-Man is so... I guess he appeals to kids heaps because because he's young, he's a younger character and I feel like it's one of those things where you can kind of you basically sympathize with the character himself. It's like he goes to school and he's you know he's just trying to be a teenager man and then all this gets thrust upon him. But Venom is just not that. Yeah, he's a, he's a bad dude. And so having an R-rated Venom movie, which they even hinted at possibly being along the style of a horror movie. <sighs> Could you imagine like a Venom-style horror movie? We've talked about it before and it just sounds even better every time you say it. It's just like yeah. horror Venom. It's like... Wouldn't you just love seeing a Venom movie that is 
based on a horror film or mm. it's a horror style film and having Spider-Man deal with this horror that yeah. has appeared in his life and he just doesn't know how to deal with it. Because Spider-Man, in, in the past, the Spider-Man movies have never really dealt with bad guys that have been like, you know, they've had venom in them, but it was never a scary venom. It yeah, was no. a, here's a bad guy. Spider-Man has to overcome this, blah, blah, blah. I want to see Spider-Man go up against somebody who's not afraid to rip people's heads off and like, like get really down and dirty. And like in a universe, in an R18 universe where anything goes and it's just like you either defeat this dude or you die. You don't just get knocked down into the dirt. It's like, he's going to pull your arms off. Yeah. That kind of thing. I think it's kind of perfect for us to be seeing uh, different aspects of villains in, in Spider-Man's life. You've got like this vulture guy who's appearing in this Spider-Man movie mm. and he's a bad guy, but you can see he's a thief and, you know, he wants to do bad things. But then you've got this thing from space that is literally <laughs> like just eating someone's body yeah. and turn them into the It's just like, hey, sweet thing. body, bro. I'm just going to take this and like destroy everything, yeah. but like proper destroy. But the, I think the beauty of all of this and what I like to look forward to is that if they're going to do this, then there's potential that Deadpool could end up in a Spider-Man movie at some point in the future as well. I want that. I, mean, I want all of these things to happen. Dan, I just want this. They work so well in the uh, in the comic books together that yeah. you would think it would be something that would be amazing in a film. They've almost got this, like, non-canon relationship between each other. Like, I've shipped Spider-Man and Deadpool for the longest time. I'm just like, you know what? They'd be really cute together, and I'd just, I'd just love to see it. Yeah, yeah. And speaking of Deadpool, there was actually a really cool image that was released at the beginning of the week. <sighs> Ryan Reynolds tweeted it himself, dude. It's... Amazing. If you haven't seen it, if you don't have Twitter, or if you don't, for some reason, follow Ryan Reynolds, um, he actually tweeted a picture of himself in the Deadpool suit outside of the X-Men mansion. Yeah, the X-Mansion. X-Mansion? <laughs> that, that's what I think they, <laughs> yes, they, they titled it. it. And um, the caption was something along the lines of, you know, hanging outside the X-Mansion and surprise, surprise, no one's home. Dude, I saw it and immediately retweeted it everywhere that I could. I was just like, guys, 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 it's happening. It's finally started. Production has begun for Deadpool 2. Like, it's it's happening. Yeah, and it looked really cool as well. It kind of hints at the fact that they are continuing the story on straight from the ending of the first one because he's got his leg wrapped in duct tape. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that you picked up on that as well because I looked at it and I thought, am I just getting this wrong? Like, is the... Is, is that actually duct tape? But then you came into the studio and you were like, it's coming in duct tape. And I'm like, yes, good. Validate me. Yeah, it's going to be really interesting to see if they actually have more characters in this film from the X-Men team than just Negasonic Teenage Warhead and Colossus. I would love to see more people come out of the X-Mansion. You know, it'd be really cool to see some actual I agree. big name X-Men. I agree. And I think when you say that it continues off from basically the last movie, the fact that he's hanging around at, you know, the X-Men mansion is like... Yes, can you please just, like, go through the doors and just go say what up to Wolverine yeah. and, like, Jean Grey and... Is she alive? I don't even know. I don't know. I don't care. Those X-Men <laughs> movies were all kinds of messed <laughs> up. But, um, I haven't watched half of them. I'm just like, you know what? I quit. Well, so. I, I, as far as I know, they're still bringing one out eventually. There's Are they really? There's a 90s-themed X-Men movie that is in the works. I, I think it's all about the Dark Phoenix era, so... Okay. Fingers crossed that something happens with that storyline. Hopefully. All right. Well, do we know when the Deadpool 2 movie comes out? Is it coming out next year? I think it's 2018 sometime, and I'd say it wouldn't be until mid-year. So. Oh, I'm going to wait so long. But if you haven't seen it, go check out Ryan Reynolds' Twitter and look at this image just because it had me, like, squeaking like a schoolgirl. It was. It's really exciting to see this happening again. Yeah, and I think if you haven't followed his account, you should probably sh should do that because he so always – Tweets photos from the set and stuff. Yeah. So. so he's like the biggest spoiler alert ever, basically. He's yeah. just like not afraid to share. 
Um, I want to talk about wrestling because we did that over the weekend. Yeah, we did. I went to my first ever wrestling thing. You have never seen wrestling before. I have now. I went to House of Hardcore and it was great. Oh, Gab, we went to our first wrestling event together. Yeah. Well, it was my first ever, but you you held my hand through the whole experience. Yeah. I mean, I've been a wrestling fan since I can remember. I think I was like six or seven when I started watching. Thank you to a family friend who introduced it to me. And I fell in love with it back then ever since. And it was kind of something that I'm now obsessed with. I've trained in wrestling. I've told you this before. I paid attention my whole life. I played the video games. We pretended on the trampoline in the backyard when I was kids. And... You have never really watched it before. Yeah, I've I've always been one of those people who've I've had friends who like wrestling and I've always been, you know, looking at it on TV and have been in the of the opinion that it is super fake. Yep. It's super staged. Yep. Um and it's for, you know, hicks. Yep. Thank you, internet. Yeah, pretty much. I think my perspective of the whole thing was just skewed into the totally wrong direction of like really stereotypical wrestling type. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. thing yeah. um but when you said that you had a spare ticket to you know house of hardcore over the weekend i was like i would i would actually really like to go and see firsthand what wrestling is all about with you know friends that are big wrestling fans yeah um and so i was able to ask questions and you know i didn't feel kind of like an outcast just sitting there and i gotta say it's really, really, really entertaining. It's it's entertainment, right? Yeah. It's totally different it's, to what you think. Like, it is not... You don't go into it thinking, like, these are people who are, you know, going to do professional fighting because there is a sense of professionalism in that they are there to entertain, but they also will get hurt if they don't perform the moves the way that they need to perform them, that kind of thing. Yeah, it's pretty dangerous, right? Yeah, and it, look, it looks and sounds dangerous as well. There were, at one point, some dude got a ladder and there was a table and the table didn't break when it was meant to break and I'm like oh my gosh is that meant to be happening and I'm just <laughs> it is wild to actually see in person and I gotta say that I would re- I'd really look forward to going to another wrestling match yeah and the, the best thing about this was that it was right next to Sydney Supernova yeah which was like in the next hall yeah. across across the way so it, luckily enough for anyone who went to Supernova on the Saturday they got to see some wrestling inside Supernova because as you might know at many conventions now there is wrestling as well it's very closely tied to pop culture these days yeah it is actually people, people be cosplaying like John Cena mm. and you you see other wrestling cosplays walking around, but then people from the Saturday session got to go out of the front doors, down the walkway and to the next hall. And they watched an American indie wrestling promotion with, with big names. Like yeah. you, you pointed out to me that these are all people who are either like ex-professional, still professional, or, you know, they laid, they left the big leagues or whatever, but they're still out there doing what they do really well. Yeah. Uh, just maybe to a smaller scale audience. Yeah, and it, it's, it's super entertaining to see these guys. If you go in there and you understand that it's a performance and you're looking for a fun night with some cool stuff to see, yeah, that's probably what you end up getting. And you learn just how brutal an audience can be. Oh, yeah. The heckling when, you know, all the bad guys were out. I was just like, damn, these people are nasty. But it was really fun because, like, it was funny. Yeah, yeah. And I laughed along with you, it. You fall in love with being a crowd member, I think. Yeah, and, you, and you fall in love with wrestlers. Like, there are people who, you, that, you know, there was one wrestler, I think his name was um, Matt Cross. Yep. He came out and as soon as he walked out on into, you know, into the ring, I was just like, I love him. Yeah. I love him. I, I love everything about him. I love the way he looks. I like the way he wrestles, you know. And then I went home and I looked up his backstory and that kind of thing. And I'm like, I want to know more about this wrestler. He's my hero. He, <laughs> you mentioned, you're like, yeah, this guy's really good. And as soon as he came out, I'm like, yeah, he looks good. I like this guy. Yeah. This, this is the guy. And then you automatically, like, there are some times when you look at a wrestler and you're like, I really don't like you. Yeah. Yeah. Like so. John Cena. 
<laughs> John Cena! Play the music. Lol jokes. Dun, 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 dun. Nah, don't. Anyway, we'll okay. get sued. <laughs> but Supernova was also on that weekend. Yeah, and we happened to go on the Sunday. Ah, uh, but uh, here's the kicker. No cosplay. I know. Yeah. We went there without a costume because we woke up in the morning. We both had spandex costumes planned for that day. <laughs> and we looked out the window, saw how overcast it was and how much it looked like it was going to rain. Yep. It was freezing. And we remembered that Chris Hemsworth was going to be there. So you can imagine squillions of people crammed into Sydney Olympic Park. Yeah. What did you think of Supernova? There has been some slight changes to the, the convention. I'm really... So I think for like the last year we've been talking about you know, because we're professionals and we know exactly how conventions run in every facet. The the thing we complain about most of the time with conventions is that there's not enough space. Yep. And this year, Supernova took that information, like, you know, that general consensus from people, and they've moved Artist Alley and the cosplay area into a totally different arena. Yep. So the dome, for those who live in Sydney, I know sometimes we have international listeners and this might not make sense to you, but we had a convention in one hall, basically. Yep. And it got huge. Like Supernova is one of the biggest conventions that we have and it got massive and they just never did anything about the space. But now they've moved Artist Alley, which is like all the artist tables and things like that, people who make stuff, into a separate area and it just got so much more space now and it was really nice to be able to walk around it was it was quite good to be able to walk around we went there not as cosplayers but as people looking to buy things from the stalls and look at prints and buy prints and and see friends and it was so easy to navigate yeah around the area they had gaming involved now because the name change has brought in a couple of different aspects of pop culture and gaming so it was really interesting to see but the chris hemsworth thing was dealt with pretty well as well yeah aspect like we didn't get stuck in major crowds because of him yeah it was pretty cool. It was fairly well handled, yeah. like, all things considered. There were th- there were thousands of people there specifically for Chris Hemsworth, and you know the line for his panel was basically the length of the of the dome. Yeah. Um, and which is just nuts. But from what I saw, everyone got their photos, and everyone seemed pretty happy. Um, the convention like. Artist Alley was really nice to go through. Um, I picked up some prints from some of my my favorite artists. You know, there's there's an artist that we both follow. His name's Boss Logic, and um, he does insane things with you know um, like graphic design, digital art, like photo manipulation and stuff like that. We got some of his prints, and they're yeah. just crazy. He's been shared by like Michael Rooker and James Gunn. Yeah, and I think the coolest thing about him is that he's the kind of artist who is so quick to make awesome art happen. Yes. That if there is a character that has been announced as having their own movie, let's say Deadpool. Rumoured. Yeah. Um, they would they would rumour which celebrity is going to play that character within, you know, a day. He's got it. He's got the art of that person in the suit, in yeah. the costume. It's like, wow, that's he, inc- incredible. He gives you your first look at this superhero that you'll be seeing on the screen. And I think to have that kind of a skill is just totally awesome. He actually, he gave us a couple of prints and we were like over the moon about them. We are actually going to be starting to hook them up in the studio. As long as the people who edit the show <laughs> don't like to come down here and take them off us, we're going to hide them around the studio because we love them. We just want them to be around us. So. They're awesome. And the caliber of like artists in Supernova's Artist Alley is just, is, is really quite high. So if you ever get the chance to go through Artist Alley, do stop and have a look at people's art because I think 
it was my favorite part of the convention that weekend. Yeah, was seeing all of that, and I don't usually get to see that in costume. So there you go. There was a there was a cosplay area now. Yes, with a performance stage for competitions and music. I saw a band up there at one point, and uh, I'm like, damn, we it, didn't get much time over there. It has changed a bit, so hopefully, fingers crossed, that this means that Supernova has changed in this way for every state that it visits within Australia. Yeah, and hopefully, conventions continue to evolve in that way, where they're starting. They really listen to the people that go, and they evolve and adapt to that kind of thing but i had a really good weekend i saw wrestling and i got to go to a convention i'm over the moon as as nerds go and i mean if you didn't get to go to sydney supernova there obviously is many conventions that happen in australia we got heaps we've got lots of good ones and and they're only getting bigger and better everyone is starting to evolve in in some amazing way to make their convention stand out more than other ones one that's coming up is oz comic con in melbourne yeah that'll be really cool actually We've got a special guest that we should have a chat to. We actually might even have something to give away. So stay tuned. We're going to be talking to someone special and we will let you know how you can actually get down to Oz Comic Con in Melbourne. Okay, so we're getting to the segment where we're about to talk about Oz Comic Con in Melbourne. There's something interesting that's happening down there at the cosplay competition. I think we're getting a new one, but I feel like we need to talk to somebody who's a little bit of an expert on this subject. Uh, We've got Justine, also known as Juzzy Cosplay, with us tonight. We're going to give her a quick call. Justine, thank you very much for joining us on the show tonight to talk about a new cosplay competition that is happening in Melbourne. But, But first, tell the players at home a little bit about yourself. (laughs) <laughs> Thank you guys for having me. That's all right. Um, I love your podcast. So this, is, this is very exciting for She's me. She's instantly amazing. <laughs> I love her already. Um, yeah, I am obviously not Australian. I'm Canadian originally, but I live down in Adelaide. And I'm the host of the Championships of Cosplay for Us Comic Con. So I'm the lucky one who gets to go around to every state and see some of the really amazing, incredible cosplay that is put on. That's pretty and we cool. Help yeah, we help decide a winner to send to C2E2 every year to compete for Australia. Wow. So I, um, I'm very into cosplay. That's awesome. And, and how yeah. many cosplays would you say you've done yourself? Because you are a cosplayer. Yes, yes. I've been cosplaying for uh, about six years now. And I think last time I checked, it was around 35. Wow. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I'm just picturing the time that's been put into those. That's, that's a lot of cosplay. I'm trying yeah. to picture where you store all of these costumes. <laughs> I have a lot of storage tubs, like, in my uh, in my garage. Yeah, I feel that. Uh, so, tell us a little bit about this new cosplay competition we've got coming. Yeah, this is the Clara Cows Cosplay Cup. We've also been sort of calling it the C4 because that is really a long thing to say every time you're trying to refer to it. It's much easier that way. Yeah, C4 (laughs) sounds like a much easier thing to say to people. And the really exciting thing is that this is actually a European cosplay event. It's um, based out of Anime Con in the Netherlands. Oh, wow. That's really cool. uh, Yeah, up to like 16 or 17 different countries participate in this. Wow. And Australia is now joining in. It's our first time being part of a European cosplay circuit. Yay! And, yay! Yeah, and it's, the winner it's great. We get to take part in something with everybody. Yeah, like yeah, uh, Eurovision now. <laughs> <laughs> See, first Eurovision, now the Clara Cosplay Cow Cosplay Cup. That's awesome. Um, there is something about this competition that is slightly different from other competitions. Yeah, this one is a skit-based competition, which we don't see quite as much down here. And the really neat thing is that most of the weight is on the skit itself. Oh, wow. 
Yeah, whereas there are other um, contests, and they also tend to be quite heavily focused on anime and Japanese-based properties. Okay. Um, where this one, it can be any animated comic. It can be like a Marvel comic or a manga. It can be an anime. It can be a game character. There isn't so much restriction. So the people that compete, so it's a bunch of different countries, and then the winners from each country, they then go to the Netherlands to Mm -hmm. compete in the final? Yeah. That's awesome. This year, I believe it was Team France that won. Okay. They had this really brilliant, like, Snow White and the Evil Queen. Oh, cool. Yeah, it's on the Clara Cow's um, Facebook page. Okay. And it's just super dramatic. There's, like, lighting and music, and it just, like, I got really excited watching it. That's yeah. awesome. So yeah. that's, that's that's going to be something that people can actually go to Oz Comic on this year and check out. You don't have to take part if you don't want to. You get to sit in the audience and watch all the skits yeah, happen. That's going to be, I think, fun for not just for the competitors, but for everybody watching because it's something quite different. I think it's going to be really entertaining. I'm really excited to see how this cosplay competition goes and how it turns out. And you get to actually MC this. Yeah, I'm so excited. I have like basically the best seat in the house because I get yep. to see everything up close <laughs> and interact with everybody. So... I'm, uh, I'm riding a pretty good wave here. Uh, I think it's really cool. We've got some tickets that we'll be giving away to this convention for people to, to yeah. win on our show. Um, we're not going to tell you just how you can win just yet, but we're going to be mentioning it a little bit later in the show. So make sure you tune in. Stay around. We'll be giving away information on how to enter that competition. You could be a lucky winner to go down and see Juz on stage hosting the C4 competition. I'm going to call it the Clara Cows Oh, what is Cosplay it? competition. Cosplay cup. Cosplay cup. It's cosplay a cup. cup. Justine, thank you so much for explaining the new hot cosplay competition that will be in Melbourne coming up. Thank you again for talking to us, taking time out of your busy schedule. We hope that you've enjoyed your time on our show. I have loved it. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks, Justine. Until next time. See you later. See Bye. It was only just recently that we experienced E3 for another year. Experienced is a very loose term for it. Well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> realistically, this year, this year's E3 didn't have a hell of a lot to offer. Yeah, Nintendo seemed to do well. Yeah, I mean, Nintendo is doing well. The Switch is kind of killing it on the market at the moment. And I love my Switch so much. Do you? I really do. Is this an ad for a Switch? No. <laughs> I just realized that it sounded like one. But <laughs> We're not endorsed by Nintendo. We, we aren't, but we aren't, but I, we, I do love it. It's yeah. awesome. And it's kind of cool because they looked like they were going to fall off the radar a little bit and then they brought it back with the Switch. You know? yeah. Now they're bringing all these cool games to the Switch and it looks great future for them. Congratulations. Um, <laughs> but E3 passed. Yes. We, we had Xbox, we had PlayStation, we had Nintendo all throwing out major news about upcoming games for their consoles and new consoles for Xbox. We had major games companies releasing games, but there was a company there that released a bit of news that I guess many people weren't too ready to hear. I guess it was kind of a surprise. Yeah. Um, Atari. I haven't heard that in a while. No. Since you peed on it. That's right. (laughs) Now, we're looking at 24 years, I believe. It's about 24, 25 maybe years since the Atari was first released. I think it was 1972. Atari has announced that in the first time in 24, 25 years, they are bringing a new console out. I'm just doing the maths here, and 1993 would make it 26 years, I think. Wait, no, 25. Wait, 24. 24! 1993 is when they stopped producing Atari. Well, yeah, okay, well, there there you go. I'm reading the numbers, and I'm not... Yeah, 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 no, it's okay, don't worry, I do exactly the same thing, it's all good. (laughs) Um, So they're they're bringing this new console out. It's, It's been 24 years... In, in what they're saying, it's since they stopped producing the Atari. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we 
haven't seen a console from them. They have been around. I don't know what they've been doing. <laughs> Me either. Like when you said Atari coming out with a new console, I was just like, what? Yeah. What? What's an Atari? Yeah, um, pretty much. I'm like 1993. That was a year after I was born. Yeah. And if you ever remember anything about Atari, the first thing you will think is wood grain. Really? Yeah. Okay. Because the Ataris, they're, they're kind of like, they've even announced the new Atari is going to have a wood grain finish. Oh, man. Um, the cool news about this Atari is that when it comes out, it, they th- seem to think it's going to be powerful enough to, to stand up next to the PlayStation and Xbox current gen consoles. Um, uh, ooh, okay. That's, that's a lot of effort. That's a lot of work to put into a console. Like 20 something years worth. Yeah. Have they been like, how long do you reckon they've been doing this for? Like they've been squirreling this away. I haven't heard, I haven't heard anything about this up until today. Yeah. We were speaking about it before the show as well. We weren't too sure. Are these guys going to be bringing a, a console out that plays games on disc that you will, you know, you could play on the Xbox as well. So it's like you can either get your games on PS4, Xbox or the Atari now. Yeah. Um, or is it going to be something where you have it preloaded with their old emulated games and maybe it plays new ones too? Who knows what they That's are going what, to bring to the table. That was kind of the way that I looked at, at it. It was... it in that it wouldn't be a new console that plays new Atari games. I, I thought it might be like more of an arcade thing where it comes preloaded with, you know, all of the old games that used to be on Atari. Kind of in the way that the um, Nintendo, what was it, NES? Yep. Like the the, the most recent re-release of that yeah, yeah, kind of was. Yep. Um, and in the sense that like a, like a Raspberry Pi as well, where it's like you can play these emulated games almost in, in that capacity. Because I just, I can't see Atari coming out with new stuff. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I feel like they'd be more clever to re-release it as a retro thing. Yeah, I mean, if you take a look back at a few Atari titles. Which I could not tell you any of. I'm just, I'm telling you, 1993, I was one year old. They're action-packed. Are they really? Okay, in 1972, yeah. Pong <laughs> was released. Action, action, 24 years ago in 1972, Pong. <laughs> 1981. Yeah. Miss Pac-Man. Okay, all right. Well, maybe I would have been able to actually name a few titles, but I just... 1978. Damn, I'm still not alive at this point, dude. Space Invaders. Oh, okay. All right. Yep. All right. 1980. Oh, okay. Still not alive. Missile Command. Okay. Okay, so we're... Th- is this all stuff that you were playing? <laughs> no, I wasn't born yet either. <laughs> oh, I guess I underestimate how old you how are. How old I am, yeah, thank you. <laughs> but can you imagine if they re-released these titles, but with like a fully blown like facelift? Like we're talking you know, proper 3D style technology with awesome graphics and a cool storyline. Here's a question for you because you're a retro dude. You love all the old stuff because it is retro. Would it still be as charming to you as a retro lover if they went and did a a facelift on all of these games because they're re-releasing an Atari? I feel like they would have to do a hell of a lot to make me want to buy, not so much Pong because Pong's kind of like, tennis yeah and i can picture playing that when you're like stupidly drunk or when you've just yeah. you know want to have fun with friends or something and you you know you're you're playing these really simple games yeah but things like miss pac-man she needs a solid story now you know does she I, she's I a strong independent woman who don't need no man to give her the independent no, story no. whatever but she's got to be trying to get from somewhere to somewhere else <laughs> is that what she does i guess i well that's what pac-man did wait no pac-man had ghosts and stuff that's what miss pac-man would have too is it yeah is it the same thing i think so. they can have both <laughs> dan can you just call thing. atari and just ask them please but that like i said like i feel like it would be 
the wrong because I'm an expert game developer and console, you know, distributor. I think it would be a mistake to do a facelift. I, I will tell you one thing. I know it's an old console. The Atari, yes. And the fact that it is coming back with the wood grain finish. Yeah. Is enough for you. Just is enough to make <laughs> me go, you know what? I might go and sink like five hundred bucks on this thing. <laughs> Just because it's got that You're old look. You're so useless. <laughs> Stop. Just because it's retro, man. But it's such a classic thing. Like the yeah. wood grain. And I think they know that. They know that people are currently sold on retro vintage stuff. And an yep. old video game console that like kicks a bunch of butt because mm. it's got power in it. Apparently the insides of this thing are going to be like PC components. So it's going to be updated with graphics cards and, you know, proper CPUs and I just want it to be exactly the same as it was, like every aspect the same, and then just put it into a new case. Like literally just pick up an Atari and get like an Atari-shaped box and put it into the Atari-shaped box and then close it and say, here's the brand new facelift Atari. And yeah. it's just like, yeah, okay, I'll take that. $500, yeah. take my I'm money. I'm stupid enough. I'll do that. Because they're calling it the Atari box as well. So that's- Is that the name? That's it. It's kind of like, it's uh, like they're stealing Xbox's thunder a little bit, being like Atari box, but- Or they're basically just giving us this massive hint. It's like, this is literally what it's going to be. It's going to be Atari, every Atari game ever in, in one convenient little like box for you. If they released Guitar Hero on the Atari, <laughs> what would they call it? What? Guitar Hero. <laughs> I hate you. All right, listeners, you have heard about the exciting new cosplay competition that will be sweeping through Melbourne Oz Comic Con very soon. But now it's time for you to hear about how you could be winning tickets to go to Oz Comic Con to see it firsthand for yourself. If you would like to enter our giveaway, all you have to do is simply go over to sbs.com.au forward slash split screen and enter the code word. And the code word is Comic Con, C-O-M-I-C-C-O-N. I can't spell out loud. I'm very glad that you you did that, Dan. You could be winning weekend double passes to Oz Comic Con Melbourne. This is where the new C4 cosplay competition will be taking part. It's skits. It's big. It's going to be incredible. Guys, if you want to enter, all you have to do, head to sbs.com.au forward slash split screen and enter the code word Comic Con. C-O-M-I-C-C-O-N. <laughs> nice one, Dan. For those of you who don't know, sometimes we do some Twitter questions. You guys hit us up on the Twitter and you ask us a question and then we basically answer it. We haven't done it in a few weeks, so I figured we should we should probably answer it's, one or two so people still get to know us every now and then. It's been a while. It's been a darn while, Dan. Don't worry. We're going to answer some questions right now. Here, I've got one for you. Let me go. Give me my Twitter question. Here's your Twitter question. If you were a wrestler... Oh, this ties in with the... The wrestling thing that we just talked about. If you were a wrestler, what would your entry music be? Oh. Yes. Something mm. <laughs> something dramatic. Something dramatic. Yeah. Like, are we talking orchestral or, like, you know, uh, the score of Inception? Yeah, kind I don't of know. Thing? Like, really dark and gloomy. Gloomy? Yeah. Uh, maybe, like, like, Cradle of Filth would be good for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, thing. but then, like, my look would probably be quite punkish. Oh, yeah. Let's go anyway. into this as well. I want, I want like, what your kind of style would yeah. be. So I, I have the tattoos and I've got, like, you know, the piercings, the, the yeah. black piercings and stuff. So I'd be wearing, like, the bandana and have a mohawk. And <laughs> punk rock, man. Cool designed, like, punk-looking tights and, and awesome boots with kick pads and knee pads and yeah. a sleeve and all this kind of stuff. Um, and so to match that, it, it, I, I guess I'd wear like either a mask or a hood to the ring and Ooh, be yeah. super gloomy, or I would literally just come out to like thrash punk. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Something like, like really high energy kind of thing. Yeah. 
Do you um, have any questions? I have, like I have one question for you. I'm going to kind of tailor it to what we've been talking about since the first question was a wrestling one. Okay. I want to tailor this question. The, the original question was, if you could create a video game mm-hmm. and have it released on a particular console, okay. what would it be? Ooh. So my question to you in a tailored version is, the Atari box is coming out. <laughs> the Atari box. The Atari box is coming out. It's got a super retro vintage look to it, but what new hot on the market game are you going to develop for that console? So what game would I release on the new Atari box? Hell yeah. I'm currently like really into llamas. Like oh, I good. love llamas. Yep. Um, and to see like a super 2D side scroller llama adventure would be really cool. And then maybe it could be like a llama race. But what you have to do is you race your llama, but then there are like cactuses and stuff that you've got to like get around. And if you hit a cactus, then you die. And it does like the, you know, the flash, flash, you're dead kind of okay. animation. Yeah, so yeah. I would want something like, you know, alpaca racing uh, to be released on the Atari box. Because alpaca racing. And it would suit it so well. I reckon it would. Like all you have to do is literally use the joystick to go side to side kind of thing. Like or up and down. Like yeah. if that's all you had to do, like the llama runs at one speed and then you just move the person up and down and avoid avoid the cacti yeah dude i think i could make amazing yeah, money I, feel from like you've got a, I feel like you've got an iphone game there i like, really like alpacas straight off the don't steal my idea oh look i'm just saying like if a llama game turns up next month it wasn't me there is one it's called um alto's adventure except you're a snowboarder and you have to collect alpacas well, whereas no fun. this one i want to be an actual like i want to ride an alpaca and if maybe if you'd like you're a zombie riding an alpaca zombie alpaca riding avoid the cactus game i think it's got a really good ring to it that sounds good that's <laughs> What about you? Please answer now so people forget about my answer. I think now is the time. I mean, Atari is cashing in on vintage retro. Yeah. They now is their time to cash in on as much stuff as they can to get their console over Mm -hmm. with the consumer. Yes. They would be silly not to take a look at fidget spinners and fidget cubes. No. And, and create a game. No. That, I mean, look, if you've ever had an old console, and you, you ever owned it and you got to, you know, use it and, and go through the struggles of keeping it running. You will know that you could wet it, you could drop it, you could jump on it, you could yeah. elbow drop it. And okay. that thing was still going to work <laughs> right. afterwards. So I feel like why should the Atari not be the same as kind of like a fidget cube where when it stops working, the idea of the game is to try and get it working again by doing different things to it without breaking the console. Ooh. Okay, no, that makes more sense. I thought you were just going to be like a game where you nah. you build your own fidget spinners and you got to make them spin good. The controller becomes the console. <sighs> and in pat- order to patent continue, pending. Uh, patent pending, patent pending. <laughs> and and in, in order to, to make it work, yeah. you get this Atari and you just muck that thing, you pee on it, you do what you have to do <laughs> so that it can work again. Can you maybe not like urinate on consoles anymore? I'm going to try not to. I'm a bit older now, so I shouldn't have that same problem this I time. I want you to get it and then call me and be like, Gabby, I messed up. <laughs> And I'll know exactly what you're talking about. And everybody instantly thinks that we are the weirdest people ever. And I think we should uh, wrap the show up on that note because, you know what, I think people already think that we're weird. Oh. oh. I thought people liked me. No, actually, shout out to everybody that came up to us over the weekend and said that you guys liked the show. Having you come up to us face-to-face and saying those things is really awesome and so the best way for you guys to keep telling us that you love the show is to hit us up on twitter you can find me at lucky bones you can find me at grim bones share our show around and pester your friends with us 
people are going to either love us or hate us and we'd love them to do both. Yes. And if you would like to enter our Oz Comic Con Melbourne giveaway, all you have to do is head over to sbs.com.au forward slash split screen and enter the code word, which is what, Dan? Comic Con. C-O-M-I-C-C-O-N. That's it, guys. Thanks for listening to our show for another week. Take it easy. Catch you next week. See you later.